We're now live, Carl. We're, we're now live because the timer is ticking on the thing. That means we're going, I just can't, couldn't see myself yet. Next week, we will have a non-awkward intro. Now, now that we've tested that, we know that's how it starts. Um, welcome to Dojo U Live, everyone. This is basically a show for the students here at Dojo U. Uh, they, every week, we have a mission. Uh, this week's mission, I'll uh, show it to you on the website, is uh, we're going to learn the third and fourth parts of Banjo Breakdown. We're going to study and focus on embellishment concepts and good tuning. You know what embellishment concepts means? That means you play the D throws correctly, even in Banjo Breakdown, the tune that you quote unquote already know. Right? That shouldn't be too much to ask. Um, complete as many daily doses as you have time for. That's a thing we do, a daily little exercise thing we do on the website. And then before Thursday, February 14th at 7.30 in the morning, which is actually yesterday, that gives us 24 hours to get the critiques done. Uh, you want to record this on the full bagpipes and submit that recording for feedback. Now, um, as we talked a little bit about last week, one of the biggest things here, it's not really about recording. It's not really about your score, although we want the score to get better and better throughout. What it's really about is actually attaining experience under pressure. It's about actually practicing the art of performance. Um, if you do it right, which is to only allow yourself one take with the microphone, and that is the thing that you're gonna submit, and that's the thing that's gonna be critiqued publicly and blasted out on the internet, that gets the adrenaline pumping, gets things cranking, it really puts you under pressure and it tests whether or not your preparation was actually good enough, whether you're actually able to produce your personal best. And so, just gonna move my microphone closer to my face. And so that's what this is really about. And of course the score and the feedback we give gives you guidelines as to how to improve. Um, so that's really important. It also gives you stuff to complain about. Like if you get a worse score than somebody who you know was totally not as good as you like it gives that's something pipers need too. we need to be able to complain so that's what dojo you live is all about we're going to go through uh i think all of the performances we had this week because we didn't have that many uh enrollment was down this week seven. seven that's not i mean it could be worse like i said I, I think you're totally right carl carl said people already know this tune so maybe that's why they're not um Submitting it. Ken, Ken said he was very sick. Uh, maybe some people are just playing with the cruise planner app because uh, the cruise is coming up so shortly. Uh, there's only one more show before the cruise. Is that right or am I lying? Pretty impressive. No, there's got to be two. Yeah, there's two. Ah, crap. There's two. No, no offense. I just, I want the cruise to come fast, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, speaking of, speaking of important offline, 
Dojo University events. We have the Tuning Clinic coming up. The Tuning Clinic is hosted in Troy, New York, in the hometown of the Dojo. Here, let me show you a little picture of Troy, New York. Uh, kind of a dreary day today. It looks like there's a little bit of water on the camera. We got some rain. Things are happening. There's the Hudson. The Tuning Clinic happens like literally in that brick building right there. Um, but it's a nice theater and we, we have a bunch of space in the building where we do the tuning clinic. Um, two important announcements. Number one is Carl has officially been added to the teaching uh, uh, role, the, the role of staff instructors, as has Eric Olette as of this morning. Uh, famous Piper from now from the Philadelphia area. And so all of the staff, part of the Oren Moore sound team, kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> I think it's kind of fun. It'll be a nice reunion. So all of those have been added, which is exciting. Um, and then the other announcement is we're getting kind of close to having to cut off enrollment. It's a good problem for us to have, but if you are interested in the tuning clinic, um, head over to tuning.dojouniversity.com now and get signed up because, um, you know, we've got four instructors. I can't really think of anyone else I could add. So in order to keep the breakout sessions the right size, so everybody gets hands-on attention with their own pipes and their own tuning, we're gonna have to cut it off pretty soon. I don't know when that's gonna be. It all depends on when we get our next several enrollments, but um, it's cool. It's very exciting. Um, I booked the dinosaur barbecue this year um, on the Saturday night, officially. Um, and so that's going to be our big dinner that we do together. <clears throat> so I think that's it, Carl. Shall we get into the first critique of the day? Yeah, we'll do that. So John, we're going to start with John today because he got it in before the deadline, but not before I had already done them. So um, I did this one today, uh, but we didn't listen to it or critique it live. So. Uh, we'll do that right now. We're going to critique it. We're going to critique it while we like on the roll on the fly. No, no, I, I, no, we have the, we have the score. We just, I didn't give him any verbal feedback. I didn't record anything for him. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, for a minute there, I thought you were going to tell me we were going back to like old school. You know, I thought about asking you to do that this morning for him, but I had time to do it. <laughs> I could do one. Right. I could do wait. I could do it, and then we could compare scores. Let's do that. That'll be kind of fun. All right. Okay. Um, Sorry, John. We're making you a guinea pig again. Guinea pig. <laughs> um, what is? I think it's slash score. Okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. For some reason, it wasn't saved in my uh, Chrome. But now it is. Uh, okay, so this is John Holcomb. Okay, sorry. I know we're not supposed to say names, but it, it is what it is. Banjo Breakdown 1 and 2. The mission name. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go.
Want that one more time? Uh, sure. Okay. So this is what the show used to be, <laughs> where we would have to wait for the score to come. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna type out like the long. I'm not gonna type out the long comments. I'm just gonna give my score, and we can talk about it to save time. I'm assuming you don't want it to come up pink either, and you probably want it like oh size eleven. All right. <clears throat> That's my results. Andrew. He's the kinder, nicer JoJo this week. Interesting. You went for it. You were feeling you're feeling mean. Just a little. <laughs> oh no, we're pretty that's close though. That's if if we're within like one point of each other, that means that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay, so Here's my score. Um, nice job. Scale navigation, whole coverage issues, and phantom crossing noises throughout. Just seems like you're not quite sure of what notes are coming next, and that could very well be the case because it's a brand new tune for many of us. Some triplets not even. like By triplets, I mean eighth notes that, that subdivide in, into the beat. They're not technically triplets, but you know what I mean. The, some three-note groups not even. Um, but the, they're far from bad. And then um, sometimes you're actually behind the click. Uh, but overall, rhythmic accuracy, pretty good. I really like the grace note quality overall. Uh, occasional sync errors and, you know, I think cleaning up scale navigation and rhythmic accuracy is going to make it even easier on your grace notes, right? And then same is sort of true for the embellishments. Uh, I really like the control and the approach. But sometimes if you have bad hole coverage, that has a negative impact on a D throw, let's say. So I think the earlier issues are what's holding back the embellishments, not so much the approach to the embellishments themselves. Uh, there aren't any ALAP ASAPs in this tune, so it's an NA. Tonal quality, lots of surges, not, doesn't seem solid to me, and then a, a drone shuts off, I think, in the first line. Uh, when he goes up to the high A, we have a big blowing surge, and I'm pretty sure one of the tenors pops off. Um, you want to go back and hear it? I want to go back and hear it. Let's see. Sure. 
right there. Yep, totally. There's one that shuts off right going into the last line of the first part. Right, so it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's gone. Um, so John, we've talked about this in the past. You're definitely overblowing during performance, right? Um, you're overblowing a little bit at the beginning and then you're blowing harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. And eventually that first drone, which is probably over calibrated, uh, finally gives up. And, and what, and that's what happens right before a drone shuts off. It goes out of tune, you know, it's like at the top peak of it and it becomes super unstable and goes out of tune and then it stops. And then that's how I could kind of tell. Um, you take, it takes a really experienced gifted ear to be able to hear that John. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm here for. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Uh, drones not locked with each other. Many notes sharp to the drones. So, uh, maybe you're not good at tuning or maybe you're just fine. But then you're overloading the system during performance, right? We don't really know until um, <clears throat> until we can start to put it together. But to me, it might be a small combination of both, but, but you're definitely overblowing during performance. So uh, maybe some blind manometer tests would be good. Maybe do next week's, right, with two drones only and use the third drone, uh, hook into the manometer and film yourself and uh, make sure that you're tuning and playing at the exact same line on the manometer. Yeah, that might be a good experiment. Make sure, make sure how you're preparing is the same as the way that you're playing. Uh, maybe it is, maybe we're wrong about this. It, it, I'd say there's like a 0.001% chance I am wrong at any given time. <sighs> no, Carl wasn't paying attention to my slight, to my joke. All right, uh, Carl, is your score drastically different? Uh, no, score is not drastically different, though. I noticed <laughs> that seed doublings were slightly early sometimes. Good call. Could definitely be. And then dethrows. There was like one dethrow that was really early, and I think the rest were okay. Um, and then for me in the second part, falling a little bit behind there. He and Dada, and so those doublings yeah. ended up a little late. Um, stuck on those high A's a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I said that the grace notes were a little on the large side um, and could be a little bit more crisp and accurate, but uh, well, there you go. You liked him. Uh, and then I didn't pick up the, the blowing issue there. But uh, on second listen and with your thoughts, I agree. There you go. There you go. There was also one small lift drop crossing noise. Second time through the first part in the ending phrase. Dum -ba -da -he -a -da -dum. Yeah. So on the it's, it's interesting. Like. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. So Carl had lower fingerwork score and higher instrument score uh, than I did. But it, it kind of came out in the wash. And um, 
Yeah, Carl's just, you know, he's, he's feeling mean, I think. Feeling mean this week. Uh, but uh, no, I'm just, but, but I mean, it's good. It works out. It's interesting with the crossing noises, right? It's like, I try to list, I try to listen for whether or not, I'm sure you do this too, Carl, but like, you have to listen for whether or not it's an exception or a rule with all of these things, right? So sometimes I hear a grace note sync error and then I, I, I keep that in my brain and I'm like, okay, do I hear any more of those? Is it, is it the rule or is it the exception to the rule? Cause then, you know, that'll affect the score in a pretty big way. Right. I don't think, I don't think perfection across the board is very common. I think it's common for Callum Beaumont. Uh, then everybody who's not quite as good as him, right? We're never going to have a performance with no crossing noises. Uh, but, but it should be, it should be the, it should be the rare exception. Okay. Not, not something that you expect to hear every couple of bars. That's the big, you know, that's the big thing I think. And that's what makes it hard to score, right? Sometimes you, sometimes I hear a giant crossing noise, but it's the only one. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like a big scale navigation score. Meanwhile, somebody could very easily have the opinion that that giant crossing noise is flagrant and uh, should be penalized a lot more. I think that's always going to be the case. And, and I could understand the argument for that. Jen says, we have never claimed to be grade one pipers. Oh, Jen, we've never claimed that you are either. So don't worry. <laughs> Don't, but, but you're getting better every week and every week you're producing your personal best and that's what matters. You can't see, but I'm making a heart symbol with my hands on my, on my, on my shirt. Jenna, I'll, I'll buy you an extra drink on the cruise too. <laughs> I mean, we'll sneak, if you sneak her one, you don't have to buy it. There you go. Okay, shall we? Good job, John. Uh, John, I thought that's a strong performance. It's a difficult tune. Banjo breakdown is easy for awesome players. And then it, it's harder the further down the learning spectrum you are, right? And, and, and it's because there's secret things about this that are really difficult. Like the fact that it goes from hand to hand, to hand to hand, back and forth. Right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand, all the way through. And that doesn't look hard on paper, but in reality, it's really hard. And then you get it on the pipes. And then for those of us who maybe over grip the bag on the left hand, well, every time we go to the left hand, squeezing a little harder every time. And then just when you can't take it anymore, the entire fourth line of the first part is all on the left hand. You know, uh, it's very, very tricky. It's very difficult for instrument control and, and for crossing noises and whole coverage. So I thought, so I think a 62 is a good score here and that it was a solid performance. Yes. Hubris creeping in, then bam. Yep. Exactly right. That banjo breakdown is, is that's exactly what this tune is. Maybe, maybe there were only six recordings this week because people tried to record it and it didn't work. And they said, screw this because it's, it, it is, it's a humble, this is a piece of humble pie.
for sure. Until it's not, right? Like I, I consider banjo breakdown a pretty easy jig. You know, I do. Uh, but I think there's a, I think there's a tipping point where, where what's contained in the jig becomes all super easy stuff. But until you reach that tipping point, that's not the case. As a matter of fact, I, I, there's like a home video recording of me somewhere. We rented a camp on a lake <clears throat> uh, in Vermont. And uh, there's a home video of me playing the pipes on the, at the camp right after I got back from like maybe my first piping school ever. So this would be like 1991 or something. Nah, 1993 maybe. Um, just playing a banjo breakdown by the lake. And let me tell you, it wouldn't have gotten a 62.5, I don't think. I'll just say that much. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably a video of me playing this tune too a long, long time ago. It's a classic. It's one of those tunes that we learned pretty early. Yeah. Trivia. Trivia. Who wrote the third and fourth parts of this tune? The first two parts are trad. Who wrote the third and fourth parts? Donald McLeod. John Holcomb, you get an extra point on your score. Yeah. Okay, next one. Next one. Here we go. You have Anders. Just, just for the record, I would end on, I would end on low A there. I, w I wouldn't end on a high A there. Um, I would end on a low A. Like the high A is kind of a pickup note to the next part. Just a little performance, just a little performance note. Da ba da dee da dum. This is the end because it goes down to low A. Okay, I digress. Carl, let's fire away. Yeah. So uh, another really strong performance, but with little bits in each category. So um, definitely some big crossing noise, big and well, they're smallish, but consistent. <laughs> if I can manage to contradict myself in more ways. Um, so yeah, a lot of little uh, lift drop crossing noises here, especially on A major arpeggio notes, A, C, E, A. Um, there was a couple of uh, C doubling synchronization errors in the first part um, but I thought that got better and I didn't note it here uh, let's see Gristle quality I thought was okay otherwise um, 
though the surging here is coming through in things like your G grace notes. We're hearing a slight thin chirpiness in those G grace notes, um, and that's due to the surging that's happening throughout here. Um, and so that's one of the major themes here and, and a place where we can really work to improve is that uh, anytime we go to the top hand, especially high A, like in the second part, um, we really have to think about not changing our blowing, to just blow as consistently and evenly as possible, even though we're going up to the high hand. And even though we sort of want to pulse the, the second part, those high A's, we don't need to do that. If we play it just evenly, we don't have to surge, just play it evenly on there, it will naturally have that effect. Um, so we don't have to do anything to do that. And then drones, not 100% with the channel there. Um, and Drones not in tune, not locked with each other. This may be a little bit of a calibration issue here as well because it sounds like maybe you tuned them under pressure and then played at a higher pressure. So there you go. Who's, um, <clears throat> whose bagpipes were better though? Anders or John Holcomb? Not to pit two people against each other. They're very nice people. But who sounded who would you rather listen to for longer? Yeah, because like, didn't you have John like in like a few points above sixty? I had John at three point two five for both. Uh, at what three point two five for both? So that would be like sixty. That would be sixty five. Uh, it instrument score was yeah sixty five. Yeah. So that's that my only, my only, uh, the only thing I would change about that critique would be maybe giving Anders a bit higher quality in the instrument score. But, uh, I think that score is right on the money. Otherwise it's the only thing I would change. Bum, 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 bum. Not bad. You know, I agree. Definitely. That's respect. That's... Yeah. It's just a, it's just a, um, so far it's not so far. It has proven not to be the perfect method. Very good method, but not perfect yet. But again, it's not about the score, right? It's not about the score. This gives you lots of nice clues about how to improve for next time. And then um, it's really about putting yourself under pressure and seeing what you can do. See, testing, testing the quality of your preparation is what this is all about. Nice job, Anders. Yeah, really nice job. Right, quite enjoyed. All right, we'll keep on trucking here with Beth. I've been looking forward to this one all week. Beth Paul. I don't know. Beth, is that a good thing or is that a... <laughs> what do you mean? Of course it's a good thing. Uh, there's two reasons well, I wanted this week. There's, there's two reasons I wanted this week to go by really fast. Number one is that the cruise is coming soon and I want it to come sooner. And number two is because I wanted to hear, uh, wanted to hear Beth play, Banjo Breakdown, first two parts. Well, wait no further, here we go.
All right. I like that a lot. I, I think, I think, um, I think Carl might've been a little hard on you here on this. I don't know. Let's see what he comes up with though. Maybe he was, I haven't really read any of his work. So let's see what he comes up with. So here we go. Um, some phantom crossing noises. Uh, a lot of notes are sort of changing pitch and they shouldn't be. And I don't think that was a blowing problem. I think it was really just sort of the fingers finding their holes a little bit on the late side. Good. And that's, that's um, phantom crossing noise. That's a phantom crossing noise, right? That's exactly what that refers to is there's a false fingering happening during a note change. Yes. <laughs> next. Uh, next. Sometimes early to the D throws and uh, C doublings. Uh, though you were pretty steady. Not everything was accurate to the click, but uh, we were doing pretty well. Then we got a little bit more early in the second part. Grace note quality. Huge, huge synchronization errors uh, on your C doublings. Almost everyone had um, an issue. So definitely needs to, to work on, you need to work on separating those two grace notes a little bit more and really paying close attention to where that G grace note falls. One on the beat, but uh, you know, just getting it really, really accurate. D grace notes on the large side, which complicates that as well. So we're gonna get that separation and get the two size, the size of the two grace notes in check. Um, D throws, I would say inconsistent. They weren't bad. Some, some of them had a definitely a long first step, and then some of them were missing a few, but I didn't hear that yesterday. Um, some surging, though, I think this was, uh, for me, one of the better performances in terms of blowing um, quality. You were pretty steady throughout that second part, which is not an easy thing to do. So I thought that was good. And then drones, a little flat to channer, I think. Low A and D a bit sharp. And uh, drones were pretty well locked together. Um, I agree that chanter might have still been a split hair sharp to the drones, but it's drastically improved from how it was just a couple weeks ago. So uh, much, much better. Um, much better there. Yep, I think the score is right on the money. The D throws. The D throws are good. Very good from when, when the preceding note comes from below D. So, uh, but when you're coming from above D, they were cruddy. So we had some excellent ones in the first part. Now all of the D throws are coming from above in the second part, and they were all kind of cruddy. That's what it is. <clears throat> That's how Beth does it. She gets that little, that little, um, the grace note's out of sync, and then the transition to the C has a little B sound in it. <clears throat> We've talked about that before. But, uh, but no, there's definitely, definitely a good performance um, pointing in the right direction.
100%. So nice job. Beth came, comes really close to one of the best performances this week. She goes really close. Beth almost won the week. Because Roberta didn't... Beth says, so is the... Roberta didn't pony up this week, so we're going to have a new winner of the week this week. Yeah, we are. And I, we haven't heard who it is yet. Not heard who it is. And Ken hasn't submitted either. Uh, so it's a mystery. It is a mystery. C doubling. So is the grace note coming before or coming after the C in the C doubling? Um, did you look at your recording that I did for you, Beth? Because I know I talked about that. Um, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Um, in the Facebook comments, in the Facebook comments, Jen said Roberta was kicked off of audacity. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a good one. (laughs) I don't know if Roberta's going to find that funny or not. So yeah, synchronization error. Andrew, can you can you explain to us again what a synchronization error is? I sure can. I sure can, Carl. This is why they pay me the big bucks. A synchronization error is when a grace note happens at a different time than the note change. Okay? So, uh, so we'll look at the C doubling in this case. So the C doubling starts with that G grace note, right? So... Uh, what are we looking at? Just even the opening one here in the tune, Carl? Yeah. So even in the opening one, so we're going from low A to a C doubling. So what's happening is we're getting to the C of the C doubling before the G grace note fires. So it sounds like this. Right? See how we get to the C before the grace note? And so it causes, it almost sounds like a crossing noise, but it's not. It causes an extra C sound that we don't want, right? So what we do want is everything to be synchronized. Right? And that... That allows everything to come out the way that we want is when the grace note and the note change are synchronized together. If they come out of sync, then that's bad. That's a mistake. But as long as they happen at the same time, then it's good. So Beth, I'm 90% sure you're getting to the C before the G grace note is firing. It's it's pretty uncommon. The other synchronization error the other way is pretty uncommon. It does happen, but it's uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're getting to the C early. Yeah, that is. And then if you just extend your degradation a little too large, you've got exactly um, the, the C doubling that we were hearing in this recording, Beth. So, yeah, little sync error, little degradation size. Let's see if I can replicate. Hang on. Perfect. That's it. I mean, that's what we were hearing, Beth. Um, And so there you go. That's exactly how you did it. 
So that should give you every tool you need to fix it. Yep. That's cool. Good job. Don't let that discourage you though, yeah. because as a whole, that was uh, one of your better performances. So nice job. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Beth seems discouraged today. I think she seems fired up about it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got Ben coming up next. So here is Ben. Good stop. Interesting. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know if I agree a hundred percent with my score. <laughs> you don't agree a hundred percent with your score? No, I mean I noted here ACE crossing noises, and there was one or two, but I don't feel like it was as flagrant as it. The look in my score. I, I bet you what happened is you heard that last, the very last second to last bar, which was flagrant, uh, and then that that ticked you off. Um, but it, yeah. I don't know. I think that maybe scale navigation could be a smidge higher, but it seems about right. Um, yeah. rhythmic accuracy, yeah, I mean, um, like rhythmic accuracy could have even been a bit lower though. So I think it might kind of offset single grace note quality, nice size, some sync issues for sure. Embellishment quality, D throws not equal in steps. Keep up the good work. I kind of, I agree with that. Tonal quality, big surges to high A. Tuning, tuning maybe, I would have put tuning a little higher. Yeah. But, but other than that, I, I think the score is right on the money. There you go. Um, but yeah, so there you go, Ben. Uh, surging, I mean, that, that, that is a common theme throughout almost every performance um, that we had this week. So, now, keep that in mind for parts three and four. You're really thinking about just no matter what's going on with, with your fingers, you know, those are mental blowing anomalies, what we like to call those mental blowing anomalies, things that are triggered by what our fingers are doing but don't really have anything to do with, the, uh, with our body and, and our ability to blow steady. So really maybe zoning in on the, physical aspects of the blowing uh, and really trying to ignore without making mistakes obviously but ignore what we're doing with our fingers is the name of the game for <clears throat> especially a tune like this in general but especially a tune like this in the second part because we have too much of a tendency to want to uh, change our blowing otherwise 
That's right. It's um, it's it's like driving and talking on your cell phone at the same time, right? Like you have to be able to do both. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, bad joke, terrible joke. Um, but uh, but you have to separate it completely, right? So you you have to separate the mechanics of good blowing. And there is listening involved, right? Like you can't just turn off your brain. You, you still have to determine, am I still at the sweet spot? Um, you know, is my chanter overall too sharp relative to the drones? Do I need to maybe just come down to my overall pressure a little bit? You know, there is a, there is a skill to that, but, but as far as the actual mechanics of blowing steadily, that has to be a hundred percent separated from anything that your fingers are doing. So what we heard here is a classic where whenever you let go of the chanter with the left hand to form the high A, your left arm kind of spazzes out and, and cranks down on the bag. So we hear that the big surge on high A almost all the time. Which is a shame because the pipe was set up pretty well, but um, but your sort of, um, your instinct is betraying you there. Like we're letting go with the left hand and it makes us want to surge on high A. <clears throat> There's a myth out there that the high A takes more air than the other notes, which, uh, may or may not be true, but what's definitely true is everybody surges on high A, right? Because of, uh, and, and, and I'm, pretty convinced it's just because we no longer have control we can't have that death grip with our left hand on the chanter anymore so our whole you know our whole um posture is kind of thrown off anytime we play a high eight so we need to relax the left hand start with relaxing the left hand and then um practice in, you know invent ways to practice separating those two things so did carolyn win the week nope so we have two more to go. But she did another strong performance. There's actually three, but we'll probably only get to uh, one more. Gotcha. But that's okay. So here it comes, Carolyn. Nice job. You can definitely hear the potential. There's like a weird catch happening on all the C doublings. Where we're hearing a small B sound in every one. That's what it sounds like to me. You noticing that? Which is weird because there's no B, there's no B in the C doubling. 
I guess so. Yeah. 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 Rolling crossing noise within it. Um, very strange. And it happens in every single one, including the first one. Just, just so, so you can hear what I'm talking about. Let's go. Hear that? That's just really weird. Very odd. Um, Play a few more of those. I want to hear it hear again. Those ones are a bit better. It happens a lot in the second part. So yeah, maybe not every yeah, single one, but it's yeah. a strange catch that's going on there. Um, but yeah, right, let's go through it because we, we're short on time. Yeah. So um, lift drop crossing notes is especially in that second part. We hear them coming through. Um, e to high eight was the big one, putting that E finger down beforehand when you get that little pop. Um, so watch out for those. Uh, C doublings. I mentioned some synchronization errors, but maybe it's that that little rolling B. Uh, D throws, not of an equal size. I think you're doing the four step here. If you're trying to do three, you really need to double down on, um, on hearing those steps. But at any rate, let's make sure that we can hear each one of the steps as equal in size. Um, though, tonal quality I thought was pretty good here. Again, one of the better a solid performance is not too bad on the surging. Um, so that is definitely a positive point there. And then drones, ah, it was close, it's close, but just needed to get them locked in. Yeah, they weren't a locked. A little bit more, and then there were some balance issues in the chanter, um, sharpness on the bottom hand. So uh, there you go, Carolyn. I mean, a lot of these scores are really not far from being higher. I know. Um, you can hear the potential. Yeah. So that's cool. Absolutely. All right, so who wins the week? So, nice job. I'm dying to know. I can't I take it. So. <laughs> so, this week is won by a very narrow margin by Linden. Linden swoops in for the win. It also happens. <laughs> I, I'm a little afraid now, also because it was the first one that I did. And uh -oh. Who knows, I might have been lenient, but we're going to find out here. <laughs> Uh-oh. It was a good performance, nevertheless. We'll see. There might, there might be lots of heated debates on uh, the Engage Facebook page after this, but we'll find out. Here comes Linda.
Then he ended on low A. Wow. <laughs> what a performance. Yeah, so it, I think it was really good. I mean, one of the big standouts here, um, okay, he played slower, and I think that was definitely to his advantage. Um, but D throws, while a little inconsistent, there were some really good ones in there. Some really nice ones. They were well controlled, three clear, audible steps, equally spaced. I don't think he can ask for much more. Um, Who could ask for so. anything more? Who could ask for anything more? Um, so I agree. The, the good D throw was the rule, not the exception. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there were some small crossing noises. Uh, again, I think they most of the nose changes here were good um, with a few exceptions you know maybe I don't know 20% uh, some of the triplets pulling ahead or most of them anyway uh, leading the metronome a little throughout but nice and steady uh, one big 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 choke and then blowing issues especially in that second part with the surging um, and tuning hard to tell a little distant there but drones don't seem to be 100% locked and Channer sharp to drones. I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? <laughs> I agree. You can't see my video, but I've just been nodding the whole time. <laughs> uh, I agree. I agree. Not perfect, but um, but closer than anyone else. Be and and going slow, I think helped. I think if I think if Lyndon tried to go faster. Single timed, uh, it could have been a lot less good than this was. So you got to give him props for identifying the right tempo to play at uh, and doing the best he can with that situation. So nice, interesting. You know, the underdog, the underdog wins the day. Yeah, um, that was good. It wins the week. <clears throat> wins the week. Because yeah. Roberta's too lazy to get him out this week. Is Roberta commenting on the Facebook stream? Oh, uh, here we she, go. Because she's been very quiet the whole time. Oh, she did record. Did you send it in? No. Nope. <laughs> it's like you fill out the lottery ticket, but you don't buy a lot. You don't buy it. Yeah. Mm. Waste. Oh well. So, I mean. It's still you could still keep your streak alive, I guess, if you submit next week. But it won't be like however many consecutive weeks. It'll now just be for however many times in a row. Too bad. She submitted. Yeah. Uh, is Beth? Does Beth hold the record for most consecutive weeks submitted? I would imagine. I mean, I don't know. She's the only one I can think of, I think, has done every one. Beth has done 32 weeks in a row. 32 weeks. Beth, you rock. <laughs> yeah. And in, in, in those 32 weeks, how, you know, we, one of these days we do have to sit with you, Beth, and graph all of this out and see, like, if they're improving, uh, if you see the scores improve. Whether it's just us improving at scoring or not, I don't know, but that's not true. You're definitely making good improvement. 
We haven't made any changes. We haven't made any changes to the process. So theoretically, we should still see a trend of some kind. That's right. The tunes do vary in difficulty. Yeah, it makes it a little bit tricky. All right. Well, one of these days we can come up with a, a difficulty of tune uh, curving calculator. Um, remember to get signed up for the tuning clinic if you're not already, because uh, spots are becoming scarce. We are pretty close to the max, especially if this group of five comes through. There's a group of five knocking on the door, and then we have extremely limited spots left. Extremely limited. Yeah, moral of the story is, get your sign up in now. Yeah, get your sign up in now. If you want to come. Yeah, Beth, Beth um, not only has she submitted 32 weeks in a row, but her band was the first group to sign up for the tuning clinic. So uh, good for you. <laughs> Very good. Um, things are happening. You know it's going to be a good one when I have to hire a fourth instructor for this. So. That's right. You'll need to come a minimum of three times to the clinic. I have to admit, it crossed my mind to do another one in the fall. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to. I don't know if I'm ready to say go on that one yet. Does Ephraim want me to do it? Bring his busy time. Fall might be easier. Roberta says, "Do one in Dallas." Problem with Dallas is you got to add like a lot of money in plane tickets. And yeah, we could probably find space, but. And yeah, yeah, I, I do pay for space here, but it's very affordable. That's yeah, true. Flight, flights are not expensive for Texas people. <laughs> that is true, Roberta. Well, we'll cover some of it. And the cruise. How about that, Roberta? Oh, yeah. All right. Shall we wrap this up, Andrew? I think we should. I think that's it. Uh, good show. Tuning.dojouniversity.com. By the way, if, if you're crazy, you want to come on the cruise, it's not impossible. Uh, I haven't gone online lately, but I think you can still get on our cruise ship and then email us and we'll, we'll let you come to the workshop. You know what I'm saying? So it's not impossible to get on this cruise people. If you're just, if you're like me, you're really tired of winter, it's really getting you down. Uh, you know, so don't forget about that either. Contact us if you want to make that happen. And for now, that's it. Pressing the button. Bye, everyone. Good job.